0: Okay. Show me. Sometimes that is better. Welcome to the Prairie Land Paranormal Podcast. Be sure you never, ever scream. A podcast where we will explore the dark corners of our world, the weird, the creepy, and the strange. There are no accidents, no coincidences. I am your host. Eric Carrier. The Boogeyman is real. And they mostly come at night. My co host is Jessica Carrier. Welcome Thank you for joining us for a journey into the unknown. Be one of us. Let's get started with today's show. Show. This is the Prayerland Paranormal Podcast, and I am your host, Eric Carrier. I am here usually with my wife, Jessica Carrier, but she's not feeling so great today, so she's going to be taking a little bit of a break, and I'm going to go ahead and continue without her today. I am excited about today's topic. We're going to be taking a journey to New Jersey and talking about a mysterious region there known as the Pine Barrens. And of course, we're also going to be discussing the infamous Jersey Devil. But before we can do that, we need to take just a moment and do some self-promotion. Don't worry, I will keep it simple. Basically, the spill is this. Thanks for listening. Please share the show. Check out our website if you're interested in merch or leaving a tip. Leave a review and subscribe to our social media channels. We have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and we love to hang out and meet you guys there. If you guys have ideas for future shows, or if you just want to tell us how terrible of a job we're doing, we'll take that too, and we'll do all we can to improve the show for you. One other quick announcement before we go ahead and get started. We are reaching that point of the time in the year where it is time for us to go ahead and take a short break. We are going to be taking that break right after this show, so no shows during the month of June, but uh, you can expect us to be back, ready to go, and rested in July. In the meantime, we invite you to catch up on some of the episodes that you may have missed, and maybe take a little time for yourself to take some R&R as well. Okay, that does it for announcements. Let's get started with today's show. All right, folks, so we're going to be talking today about the Jersey Devil or the Leeds Devil, which has been showing up in oral tradition and history in the southern part of New Jersey For well over 250 years, it is said to reside in the Pine Barrens, which in and of itself is a very mysterious place. The Jersey Devil isn't just a mysterious cryptid hiding in the background. It is, in fact, the state demon. I went ahead and looked it up, folks, and the only state in the United States to have a state demon is New Jersey. So they are the only ones that get to take that honor. The Jersey Devil is described as being a menace, raiding chicken coops and farms, destroying crops, killing animals, and bringing fear, dread, and apprehension to the residents of the barons. Posse's have been formed to hunt the beast and exterminate it without success, and rewards up to $250,000 for a dead or alive creature have gone unclaimed. The Jersey Devil is said to inhabit the Pine Barrens of southern New Jersey a place of mystery in and of itself. This protected woodland consists of 1.1 million acres of heavy forest whose sandy, acidic, nutrient-poor soil is only suited for flora like pygmy pitch pines, cranberries, orchids, and carnivorous plants. Four state forests merge in this region, and because it is so sparsely populated, it has a reputation for being a backwoods region and it is littered with abandoned villages, little more than mounds of earth or stone remnants. The pine barrens are in fact so rural that there was a case study called the Killikak study done on the people of the barrens. This study insinuated that the only way these populations could exist was through inbreeding of the rural residents who were often referred to as pineys a derogatory term based on their supposedly inbred and inferior genetic status. Of course, today, scholars have proven that the Killikak study was biased, misrepresented, and even altered to make the Pineys appear more unusual and more backwoods than they really were. Unfortunately, the damage had already been done, and outsiders continue to see the people of the Pine Barrens as strange and odd. The people aren't the only unusual things about the Pine Barrens. This area serves as a kind of Bermuda Triangle, where numerous ghost stories and legends besides that of the Jersey Devil reside. Some of these legends include the Black Doctor, Captain Kidd, the Black Dog, and the Blue Hole. Let's take a look at some of these legends. The Black Doctor is said to be the ghost of James Still an African-American who was not permitted to practice medicine because of his race. James didn't let the prejudice of the time keep him down, though. He went underground, studying and practicing medicine in the seclusion of the barrens. He was self-taught in medical botany and used many herbal remedies and cures he learned from the local natives. There are many different variations of his death. Some say that he was lynched by local pineys when they found out that he was practicing medicine. Others claim that he was a hero of the piney community until he died of a heart attack. Either way, his ghost is said to aid and even cure injured or stranded travelers in the pines. The ghost of the infamous Captain Kidd is also said to make appearances According to locals, New Jersey's Barnegat Bay is one of the hiding places of Captain Kidd's many treasures. Stories were told in the 17th and 18th century of the ghost of Kid walking along the beach. Some legends even claim that he is headless and that he walks with the Jersey Devil. The Black Dog is a legendary ghostly canine who is said to roam the beaches and forests from Absicon Island to Barnegat Bay. There are many English and dramatic folklores regarding large black ghostly devil dogs who are omens of evil. However, the black dog of the Pines is considered harmless. According to local folklore, pirates on Absicon Island attacked a ship, killing its crew, including a young cabin boy and his black dog. The ghost of the dog now roams the island as a ghostly companion. There's also said to be a ghost of a golden-haired girl, dressed in white, who stands and stares at the sea, mourning the loss of her lover who had died at sea. Sometimes. The Jersey Devil is said to sit with her as she mourns. The origin story says that the Jersey Devil had a son who appeared human. The son fell in love with a girl whose family objected and took her away. Heartbroken, the girl killed herself and now haunts the area. The white stag is another ghostly entity that is said to haunt the Pine Barrens. It is a deer, a white deer, that is said to help travelers lost in the Barrens. The stag is also known for preventing impending disasters. One of the disasters he is said to have stopped was a stagecoach crash. As the story goes, the horses of the stagecoach refused to continue on their path at Quaker Bridge. When the driver climbed off of the stagecoach to investigate, he noticed a white stag on the road, which immediately disappeared. Walking up the road a little way, he noticed that the bridge was out. This discovery saved a stagecoach full of people. According to legend, seeing the white stag is good luck. In Monroe Township in Gloucester County, there is another strange anomaly called the Blue Hole. The hole is actually a clear blue body of water that sits right in the middle of a dense forest. There are many similar lakes in the area, but there are a few things about this lake in particular that make it strange. What makes this lake unique is its deep blue hue. The color is so bright blue compared to the brownish iron deposited lakes in the area that it certainly stands out. It is up to 100 feet deep in some areas and consists of sand rather than mud. The Blue Hole was once a very popular party area, but is all abandoned now as the roads and bridges have become run down and collapsed, making it only accessible by foot. However, if you do brave the trails to the Blue Hole, swimming and diving are both illegal. These stories, while strange, don't even come close to that of the legend of the Jersey Devil, a cryptid that is described as a bipedal kangaroo wyvern-like creature with a horse or goat-like head, leathery bat wings, horns, and small arms in comparison to its body. Its hands are clawed, and its feet are cloven or hoofed. And if that isn't fascinating enough, it is reported to have a forked tail and admit high-pitched, blood-curdling screams. I had to actually look up what a wyvern creature is, and it turns out that that is really just the classic two-winged and two-legged dragon that we see depicted throughout most mythology and fantasy. Now, there are a lot of origin stories for the Jersey Devil, but the most popular surrounds a family by the name of the Leeds, particularly an individual named Mother Leeds. So in 1735, it was not unusual to have very large families. Religious and cultural beliefs of the day, as well as the absence of reliable birth control, led to women having many children, often very close in age together. Mother Leeds is said to have had 12 children, and when she found out she was expecting her 13th child, perhaps frustrated with her abundant fertility, she is said to have cursed the child, yelling in frustration that this child would be the devil. Legend says that Mother Leeds struggled in labor one stormy night. While her supporting friends gathered around her, something unexpected happened. Emerging from her womb, As a normal child, an evil change took place. The thirteenth child transformed before their eyes into a devil creature with hoofs, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. Growling and screaming, the child fell upon the witnesses, beating everyone with its tail before escaping up the chimney and seeking refuge in the pines. Other versions of the story state that Mother Leeds was a witch and her child's father, Satan himself. But yet other versions say that the town put a curse on a young girl who had fallen in love with a British soldier during the Revolutionary War. Or, a gypsy cursed the girl because she didn't give the gypsy food. Either way, the curse resulted in her giving birth to the Jersey Devil. The lead story is by far the most popular and predominant and is backed up to some degree by history. In fact, in the 1900s, the Jersey Devil was exclusively known as the Leeds Devil, either named after the Leeds family or a southern New Jersey town called Leeds Point. Either way, the exact identity of Mother Leeds is unknown, as many Leeds families lived in the Leeds Point area. Historian Brian Regal, though, has a completely different theory as to what he thinks tied the leads to the devil. According to Regal, Daniel lead had 10 children as a result of three marriages. His first child died along with his wife during childbirth. Daniel's third wife had nine children. This made Daniel the father of 10 children, not 13, but still a large number even for the time, given the high occurrence of death due to childbirth. Being an English Quaker and prominent person of the Revolution era, Daniel Leeds had a fallout with his religion in 1687. When he published some controversial information in his almanacs, he published astrological symbols and writings, which were deemed by the Quaker community to be pagan and blasphemous. The local Quaker community quickly destroyed the almanacs and ostracized Daniel Leeds and his family. In retaliation to the local Quaker community, Daniel not only continued to publish more astrological Christian writings, but turned to Christian occultism, mysticism, cosmology, demonology, angelology, and natural magic. The Philadelphia Quakers then held a meeting where they deemed these writings as heretical. Of course, the feud between the Leeds and the Quakers didn't end there. Leeds left the Quakers and converted to Anglicanism. He then spent his publishing power trying to tear down the Quaker faith by writing anti-Quaker papers criticizing Quaker theology. Leeds further infuriated the Quakers by working for the despised Lord Cornberry, the British royal governor of New Jersey. This led the Quakers to openly label Leeds as evil. Then in 1716, Daniel Leeds' son, Titan Leeds, inherited his father's almanac business, which continued to use astrological content and eventually competed with Benjamin Franklin's popular Poor Richard's Almanac. The competition between the two men intensified when, in 1733, Franklin satirically used astrology in his almanac to predict Titan Leeds' death in October of that same year. Though Franklin's prediction was intended as a joke, at his competitor's expense, and meant to boost almanac sales, Titan Leeds was offended at the death prediction, publishing a public admonition of Franklin as a fool and a liar. In a published response, Franklin mocked Titan Leeds' outrage and humorously suggested that, in fact, Titan Leeds had died in accordance with the earlier prediction and was thus writing his almanacs as a ghost. Resurrected from the grave to haunt and torment Franklin. Franklin continued to jokingly refer to Titan Leeds as a ghost even after Titan Leeds' actual death in 1738. Daniel Leeds' blasphemous and occultist reputation and his pro monarchy stance in the largely anti monarchist colonial South New Jersey, combined with Benjamin Franklin's latter continuous depiction of Titan Leeds as a ghost, according to Regal, may have originated or contributed to the local folk legend of the so-called Leeds Devil lurking in the Pine Barrens. This was likely spurred on when in 1728, Titan Leeds began to include the Leeds family crest on the masthead of his almanacs. The Leeds family crest depicted a wyvern, a bat-winged dragon-like legendary creature that stands upright on two feet. Regal notes that the wyvern on the Leeds family crest is reminiscent of the popular depictions of the Jersey Devil. The inclusion of the family crest on Leeds Almanac may have further contributed to the Leeds family's poor reputation among locals and possibly influenced the popular descriptions of the Leeds Devil or the Jersey Devil. The fearsome appearance of the Crest's wyvern and the increasing animosity among South Jersey residents towards royalty, aristocrats, and nobility may have helped facilitate the legend of the Leeds Devil and the association of the Leeds family with devils and monsters. Regal notes that by the late 1700s and early 1800s, the Leeds Devil had become a ubiquitous legendary monster or ghost story in the southern New Jersey area. Perhaps given life by local newspapers who, over the years, had published many references to a Leeds devil or devil of Leeds. In 1859, the Atlantic Monthly published an article detailing the Leeds devil as a folktale popular among Pine Barren residents or, quote, Pine Rats. Papers then started publishing sighting stories, such as this one from 1887, which describes a sighting of a weaned creature referred to as the devil of Leeds allegedly spotted near the Pine Barrens of Burlington County, New Jersey. It reads, Whenever I went near it, it would give a most unearthly yell that frightened the dogs. It whipped at every dog on the place. That thing, said the colonel, is not a bird nor an animal, but it is the Leeds Devil, according to the description, and it was born over in Evesham, Burlington County, a hundred years ago. There is no mistake about it. I never saw the horrible creature myself, but I can remember well when it was roaming around in Evesham's woods 50 years ago, and when it was hunted by men and dogs, and shot at by the best marksmen there is in all South Jersey, but could not kill it. There isn't a family in Burlington or, or any of the adjoining counties that does not know the Leeds Devil, and it was a bugaboo to frighten children with when I was just a boy. End quote. Now, while Brian Regal's research suggests that the Leeds Devil or the Jersey Devil was nothing more than a smear campaign by the Quaker community and Benjamin Franklin, there is plenty of belief that the Jersey Devil is a weaned creature and is quite real. Stick around after the break and we'll be back with some reported sightings. 911 what's your emergency do you hear that it's coming from the house it's coming from inside the house uh, do you mean could it be the, the alter- House. new from rogue media two haunted hotties talking about haunted places every episode we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history we're getting spooky in all the right places You've You've gobbled gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore Poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the The Poltergals. Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. All right, folks, we are back. Let's go ahead and continue our discussion by getting into some sightings. Now, there are several reliable reports from police, government officials, businessmen, and many others to suggest that the Jersey Devil may be an actual winged creature. To this day, people traveling down the Garden State Parkway or the Atlantic City Expressway report sightings of something or tell stories of strange occurrences. Many of these sightings date back to 1820 and include some very prominent people. One person in particular was Commodore Stephen Decatur who, according to legend, while visiting the Hanover Millworks to inspect his cannonballs being forged, fired on the creature and directly hit upon it to no effect. Joseph Bonaparte, the elder brother of Napoleon, is also claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil while hunting on his Bordentown estate about 1820. In 1840, the Jersey Devil was blamed for several livestock killings. Similar attacks were reported during 1841, and these attacks were accompanied by tracks and screams. 1909 was a very popular year for the Jersey Devil when nearly a thousand reports came in during the week of January 16th through the 23rd. Newspapers during this time published hundreds of claimed encounters with the Jersey Devil from all over South Jersey and the Philadelphia area. Among these alleged encounters were claims the creature attacked a trolley car in Hayden Heights and a social club in Camden. Police in Camden and Bristol, Pennsylvania supposedly fired on the creature to no effect. Other reports initially concerned unidentified footsteps in the snow, but soon sightings of creatures resembling the Jersey Devil were being reported throughout South Jersey as far away as Delaware and Western Maryland. The widespread newspaper coverage during this time created fear throughout the Delaware Valley, prompting a number of schools to close and workers to stay home. Vigilante groups and groups of hunters roamed the pines and countrysides in search of the devil. During this time, it is rumored that the Philadelphia Zoo posted a $10,000 reward for the creature. The offer prompted a variety of hoaxes, including a kangaroo, that was equipped with artificial claws and bat wings. I suspect that was quite a scene. <laughs> Sightings continued in Greenwich in December of 1925 when a farmer shot an unidentified animal as it attempted to steal his chickens and then photographed the corpse. Afterward, he claimed that none of the hundred people he showed it to could identify it. On July 27, 1937, an unknown animal with red eyes seen by residents of Downingtown, Pennsylvania was compared to the Jersey Devil by a reporter for the Philadelphia Bulletin in January 28, 1937. In 1951, a group of Gibbstown, New Jersey boys claims to have seen a monster matching the devil's description and claims of a corpse matching the Jersey Devil's description arose in 1957. In 1960, Tracks and noises heard near May's Landing were claimed to be the Jersey Devil. During the same year, the merchants around Camden offered a $10,000 reward for the capture of the Jersey Devil, even offering to build a private zoo to house the creature if it was captured. No one has ever recovered the reward. Sightings continued in the 1970s when Mary Ritzer Christensen told Weird New Jersey, She got the heebie-jeebies one night in 1972 when she spotted the Jersey Devil on Green Tree Road. Christensen was driving from Blackwood to Glassboro when she said she saw a towering figure crossing the road, about 25 feet behind her car. She described the figure as standing taller than the average man with thick haunches like a goat and a huge woolly head. Sightings continued in the 80s and the 90s. In 1993, forest ranger John Irwin was driving along the Moloka River when he saw a strange creature blocking the road ahead of him. He said it was about six feet tall, with horns and matted black fur. The two stared at each other for several minutes before the creature turned and ran into the forest. While traveling on Route 9 in Bayville, three cars were forced to slam on their brakes when, according to one witness, a ten-foot-tall Jersey Devil figure with a long head and short flat ears ran across the road. One witness reported that the creature emerged from a wooded area near a mini-mall and galloped out in front of traffic, disappearing into the woods on the other side of the street. One of the most recent sightings occurred in Galloway Township in October 2015. Little Egg Harbor resident David Black said he was driving along Route 9 near a golf course when he saw what he thought was a llama walking in and out of the tree line on the side of the road. Suddenly, the creature spreads its wings and flies away. He captured the beast image with his cell phone, and the photo went viral. Jess and I actually got a very good laugh out of this photo. It is fairly ridiculous. It looks like someone threw a goat piñata up in the air and just took a picture of it. I... Do not, for one second, believe that this is a real picture of the Jersey Devil. Maybe we'll uh, use it as the cover art for this episode, (laughs) so you guys can get a good look at it yourselves. Now, there is one group called the Devil Hunters in New Jersey that refer to themselves as official researchers of the Jersey Devil, and they devote time to collecting reports, visiting historic sites and going on nocturnal hunts in the Pine Barrens in order to find proof that the Jersey Devil does, in fact, exist. Unfortunately, none of this research has resulted in actual evidence that the Jersey Devil exists as a real winged creature. Nonetheless, the Jersey Devil still remains very culturally relevant. Folklorist Richard Dorson, in a book called Man and Beast in America Comic Legend, he outlines six criteria for establishing distinction among legendary creatures of American folklore. Dorson specifies that to qualify, the legendary creature must meet these criteria. Dorson's criteria includes exist in oral tradition, inspire belief and conviction, become personalized and institutionalized, be fanciful or mythical, and according to Dorson, the creature must contain a comical side which endears it to the American public. There is no doubt that the Jersey Devil certainly hits all of these points. The oral tradition of the Jersey Devil well predates printed newspaper accounts, and belief in its existence by many continues with many investigative programs such as Mother Lead's Thirteenth Child in search of monsters, lore, and monsters and mysteries in America still carrying on the tradition. Likewise, as a fixture of organizations, it is the namesake for two professional ice hockey teams. The first, the Jersey Devils of the Eastern Hockey League, played from 1964 until the league folded in 1973. The second, the New Jersey Devils of the National Hockey League, have played since 1982. The trend towards cultural incorporation is further exemplified by the Jersey Devil's image and name being used in toy lines, t-shirts, buttons, postcards, and even in cocktails and roller coasters. You can find the Jersey Devil roller coaster at Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson Township, New Jersey. In fact, according to Rutgers professor Angus Cress Gillespie, The recent history of the Jersey Devil is more in the realm of pop culture than folklore. As far as being fanciful, mythical, and comical, the Jersey Devil continues to be explored in numerous works of fantasy. The Jersey Devil has made appearances in television shows such as The X-Files, animated series such as Legend Quest, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, and Gravity Falls. The Jersey Devil also appears in video games, such as PlayStation 1's Jersey Devil and The Wolf Among Us. It also makes appearances in movies, such as The Thirteenth Child, The Barons, Carney, and The Last Broadcast. It has even been featured by rocker Bruce Springsteen in his song A Night with the Jersey Devil. Many of these works of fantasy not only reflect the Jersey Devil's mythical and fanciful side, but also exemplify its comical nature as well. Now, over the years, there have been some well-orchestrated hoaxes. One such hoax occurred in 1909 during the rush of sightings that occurred during that year. During that time, tracks were found that resembled those of horse hoof prints. A man later came forward and admitted to faking at least some of those hoof prints. Another hoax was perpetrated by Norman Jeffries. He was a publicist for the Philadelphia Art Street Museum, and he was accused of hoaxing a Jersey Devil sighting to boost museum attendance. He planted newspaper stories about new sightings of the devil, and he and an animal trainer friend by the name of Jacob Hope purchased a kangaroo from the circus, and they glued on bat wings and artificial claws. The creature was displayed at the museum, and some 20 years later, Jeffries admitted his part to this hoax. Hoaxes, while helping to keep the legend of the Jersey Devil alive, unfortunately also result in a lot of increased skepticism to the overall story. If the Devil does exist, it is less likely to be believed when hoaxing is perpetrated. So, at this point, you may be asking yourself, is the Jersey Devil real? If not, What are all the eyewitnesses seeing? Skeptics would have you believe that the Jersey Devil is nothing more than the creative imagination of early settlers. This, of course, makes sense. We have seen it before, with stories being made up to keep children out of the woods and to help keep them safe. It is also completely possible that the Jersey Devil was made up and created by disdain for the Leeds family. Perhaps it was made up by the locals. The Pine Barrens has kept a long-standing reputation for weirdness. The people who typically inhabited the Barrens were considered outcasts of society, fugitives, Native Americans, poachers, moonshiners, runaway slaves, and deserters. Perhaps these people, as outcasts of society, fostered a certain reputation for themselves to frighten away strangers and intruders similar to the story of Robin Hood and the Sherwood Forest. Maybe the Jersey Devil was conjured as a figment of their imagination to keep unwanted people away through the very effective tactic of fear. Perhaps the Jersey Devil is an unidentified or misidentified animal as well. Perhaps a bat of some sort. Megabats such as the hammer-headed bat reach very large sizes and greatly resemble stories of the Jersey Devil. This bat is known to eat a variety of fruits and does make very loud vocalizations during its mating cycle. Now, of course, there are problems with this theory, the primary being that the hammer-headed fruit bat is native to Africa, but that doesn't mean that one could not have been caught and accidentally or purposely released in the area. Another theory that has to be explored is the possibility of this being a real dragon creature. We think of these creatures as being purely mythical, but we have lots and lots of historical tales, legends, of Thunderbirds and or other dragon-like creatures, such as the Piasol bird that we covered in our Thunderbird episode. That is way back from episode two, if you guys want to further explore that. We also have a video depiction of that story on our TikTok channel. So what are your thoughts? We would love to hear them. Do you think the Jersey Devil is a real creature? Do you think that it is political or religious smearing? Do you think it is a natural or misidentified animal? Or do you think it's something more mythical, like a real dragon? We would love to hear your thoughts in the comments. Regardless, the legend of the Jersey Devil is likely to be around for a very long time. All right, folks, we just want to remind you that uh, after this episode, we are going to be taking a break. We're going to be taking the month of June off, and we'll be back refreshed and ready to go again in July. We appreciate you listening and continuing to tune in. I am sorry that Jessica was missing from this episode. I know that she brings a lot to this show and allows for us to have a lot of back-and-forth conversation that I just simply cannot do on my own. So, thanks again, and we will see you next time. All right, folks, that is the end of this episode. We want to thank you for joining us and let you know that we appreciate you listening. If you have enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing through your favorite podcast player. You can also find us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you would like to share an experience, be on the show or submit a story, you can do that through our email at Podcast at gmail.com or through our website at www.prairlandparanormalpodcast.com. So until next time, Remember don't be normal if you can be parrot